Today's show is sponsored by our friends at orcacoolers.com. From roto-molded coolers that keep your ice good for days. They have drinkware like the barrel, the football barrel, the shorty, the stein, the teeny, the vino. They have chasers. They have coffee campers and travelers. All sorts of stuff. It's going to keep your drinks cold or hot. You're going to have coolers that will keep ice for days. And they're bear-proof. Go to orcacoolers.com slash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com slash bourbon. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Old Limestone Mixing Water. It is the mixing water of Kentucky bourbon. We are firm believers here at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Drink however you want to drink. You want ice in it? Put ice in it. You want to put some water in it? Put water in it. And if you're going to put water in it, use water that was filtered through limestone in an aquifer that's 130 feet under the ground. Old Limestone's unique Kentucky limestone aquifer produces a rich, velvety, smooth water with hints of calcium and magnesium, which amplify flavors. Yet with no iron at all, you can make bourbon anywhere you want, but 95% of it is made in Kentucky because the water is special. Use Old Limestone water to mix. Take the taste test. Pour a bourbon neat. Sip it. Now add Old Limestone, swirl it, and sip again. Check out Old Limestone at oldlimestone.com or they're available at a store near you or online. What you got going on, Zeke Baker? So I'm going to test your, uh, your savantness tonight i suppose i'm ready something i i, I legit really wonder because i see it a fair amount of time coming home because i'll get stuck by a train but you know big long ass train tons of cars right yeah and obviously there's the engine or engines in the front how do they know when to stop so that the correct car is like at the right spot in the loading dock because, I mean, it's not like a train can stop on a dime. Yeah, you know, they know they're coming to a stop. They progressively slow. But that's some weird precision kind of shit. To so, get the right car or cars at the right spot on the dock or wherever that, you know, they're they're you know offloading or unloading for a real big operation. I don't know, man. It, I can't figure that one out. So I always thought, and this is actually funny because I grew up, my house growing up was right next to the train tracks. Funny enough, like it would shake our house as it went by. Like, I really think my parents probably got a deal on our house because it was literally right next to the train tracks. We used to go down and put quarters and pennies and stuff on the train, uh, on, on the tracks and let the train flatten them out and all that fun stuff. But there's detection systems. So like they actually have like in the car and like when you go to the, the station, there are detection systems that based off of like how fast you're going, you know, like where the train is, it will tell you what car it's on. But like also there's so many people in the rail yard like there. So there's two things. There's that detection system. But then also like there's people in the rail yard with walkie talkies and they're talking to you while you're you know in the train and telling you to, hey, move up a little bit. We got to get to this car, this car, this car. But um, there's a couple different ways they do it. It takes a village, basically, Zeke. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like parking a car or, or backing in a boat where one people can spot you and be like, come on, a little more, give it a little gas, give it a little gas. It's a train with like a hundred cars behind it. Oh, I know, but they get to the point, like when they're going into the station, they go super slow. It just bewilders me. I'll leave it at that. It's super slow when they're going to the station, like a mile an hour. Slower than me giving tasting notes? <sighs> well...
everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. That is like pulling back the curtain. What you guys don't hear, what you all don't hear every single time we do the show, is right before Zeke's about to give tasting notes. And I always cut it out. But I go, Zeke, what do you think about that whiskey? And he goes, well... And it's like this big breath, like he's going to say something prolific. And then it's like just normal tasting notes. But I do appreciate your big breath before you think you're going to say something important. Makes me crack up every I mean, single time. You got to have air in your lungs to talk and speak. And I like to think before I talk. It's always just such a big breath. It's <sighs> well, coincidentally, <laughs> as I'm working on relay into the boy these days, because he has a, a speaking part in this thing coming up in school in a few weeks. And so I've been kind of trying to like go over with him and like prep him for it a little bit. And I'm like, believe it or not, buddy, one of the few things dad can do is like sometimes speak intelligently in public. Like I know you wouldn't know, think it by knowing me, but (laughs) you're like, I got to think about it real hard, but I could do it. I mean, I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. The first time like mom put me in public speaking, it was weird. But um, even back then they were like, you can never speak too slow. And it's just stuck with me. I don't know. Oh, I I know it's stuck with you, but I know it's stuck with you. That's why like half of our listeners listen to us at 1.5. <laughs> They're like, come on. I mean, the best thing is it's all like completely off the cuff, even the open, like nothing scripted. <laughs> no, nothing is scripted. I remember I was actually telling somebody about this the other day because, you know, I like to reach out to other podcasts and help and do whatever I can. And people were asking like, cause there are other shows that are pretty scripted, you know, like they have an outline, they have all this stuff that they go over. And I'm like, you know, Zeke used to ask me for an outline of the show, like all the time. And I'm like, okay, buddy, here's the outline. We're going to banter for about eight minutes. Then I'm going to give the rundown of the whiskey. Then we're going to taste the whiskey. Then we're going to give our whiskey notes. And then we're going to sign off. I was like, do you really want me to give you that in an outline? And you're like, yeah, you know, like I would really appreciate an outline. I'm like, I'm not doing that for you. I even offered to to help. I mean, you know, I'm ADD as shit. And the things I think about at noon or three o'clock in the afternoon versus nine or 10 o'clock at night are not the same. And I'm liable to forget something that could be essential. You never know. But for those of you that are listening, we are a hundred percent. Like we know the rough outline. We're going to banter. We're going to shoot the shit for a minute. Then we're going to talk about the whiskey. We're going to give our notes. And like, even if we're doing an interview, you know what it's going to be like. I'm going to ask the person about their history for about 30 minutes. Zeke's going to shut the hell up for that 30 minutes he's not going to say a word and then 30 minutes in he's going to say this prolific question and the guest is going to be like wow zeke i like you more than john like we know this this is the outline of our show all the time i do want to thank everyone we did win and this is crazy not only are we getting inducted into the taste awards hall of fame in march but we got another taste award zeke and i can't believe it like i i am amazed that we won another taste award but it was um for best critic or review series i think hold on so we got a taste award for outstanding critic or reviews along with cooks county it was us in cooks county we won for the same thing last year want to thank the taste awards for giving us that honor i mean the people that are here the people that win taste awards like selling sunset on netflix won a taste award dylan dreyer and her son for their cooking show they do like they're serious people that are doing things in food and drink and like we won with that i i can't even believe the company we're in i'm humbled so thank you to the taste awards thank you to all the people 
we're actually up for some actual like viewers choice awards as well so please go to tasteawards.com it's the tasteawards.com vote for us dad's drinking bourbon we're up for best drinker beverage program we are up for uh, a couple other things like best single topic and something else there's three things we're up for so please go ahead and vote for us in the taste awards voting goes until february 17th anything you want to say about that zeke i mean of all the topics or i guess categories whatever i would say that will would probably mean the most to me because i mean since day one we've always said like we'll tell you if we love or hate it we're not going to be overly rude we're not here to throw anybody under the bus clearly even if we're not rude you can pick up undertones or kind of subtle hints what we really might think of something but there's just no reason to bash anyone that that has put you know blood sweat and tears into a product and they call it their own and and they want to make that their livelihood and other places do it i'm not calling names i don't even listen to them so i don't know the names to say them but our mo from day one was you know be honest but there's no reason to be you know malicious or whatnot i mean oh no and the beautiful thing is like my palate's different than yours so when we talk about stuff it's like we can say this hits my palate this it's your palate but we're giving tasting notes but we don't have to say like just because something doesn't hit my palate well i could still say what i get and you listening if if that sounds good to you go get it but crazy i mean we're getting inducted into the hall of fame with trisha yearwood and steph curry's wife aisha curry like there there's tons of people in here our friends at sip suds and smokes are also getting inducted into the hall of fame but like trisha yearwood's there it's crazy anyways moving on go to the tasteawards.com vote for us for the viewers choice stuff today we are drinking some things from taconic they have a weeded bourbon whiskey it's 70 percent corn 25 percent wheat five percent malted barley it is all 100 percent locally sourced new york grains aged three years in new number three char american oak barrels and it's 90 proof and 45 dollars that's all you need to know about that weeded we're also going to drink their single malt whiskey it is a hundred percent barley it is a hundred percent new york grains it's 86 proof it's aged a minimum of three years in new charred american oak barrels and the single malt is 52 dollars what did you think about the weeded one first, Zeke? Or the weeder. Again, this is a four-year, right? Yes, sir. Three years. Oh, three years. Okay. So on the wheat, right on the intake, is it a little young? Yes. Is it a three-year weeder? I even thought four, but either way, it's young. Wheat takes a little longer. Is what it is. Know it going in. But I will say, I think there's a very like solid foundation here in place. It's got a lot of sweetness on the front. It moves to a nice texture with a good oak presence in the middle and the finish i thought was a semi-sweet chocolate not bittersweet if you want to be specific on like you know the two different ones for baking and stuff yeah i'm with you the nose to me kind of has that like raw aspect to it like that raw craftiness that's there where i feel like the grain is a little bit uncooked and probably could use a couple more years in the barrel but you know you're right there's some fruit honey spice on there chocolate i I definitely you know if you know that it's three years going in but you also know the price compared to what it is it's a fair price they're not gouging for what it is you know, personally, I, 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 with you, I think the foundation's there. I'd like to see what happens with a couple more years in the barrel. But 
I think that they're on their way. And everything we know about Taconic, they put out good stuff. They have good whiskey. I think wheat, it's always just kind of tough finding that sweet spot of like how long do you need to age it to get to that optimum point. I don't think this is there yet, but I think it has a lot of potential, and I'd love to see them give this the time it deserves to get to where it needs to be. Yeah, and the the two things I took away from it outside from tasting notes, again, when I say foundation, I guess to extrapolate on that a little bit more, would simply be, it's young, but but it doesn't it tastes young. It's not really offensive. And even compared to some other places that even have seven or eight year wheaters, doesn't have too much of, you know, a barrel char presence or an oak that's not enjoyable. Things that you can tell like, well, this is at primo age and it's still not really that damn good. Like, I mean, I really think this, again, I thought foundation was the best word. I don't know if I've used that too much before, but I feel like everything's in place there to where they've laid down good juice. We all know some things take time, but even now it's not a bad product by any means and it's only going to get better. Yeah, it's only going to get better. That is the key on this one is that can't wait to see where that ends up. Going to this single malt whiskey. I mean, and this is kind (laughs) of, we've been talking about this a lot. There are a lot of American single malts that are popping up now. You know, we used to have Westland, Westward, uh, Virginia. We had Boulder. And there's more and more single malts coming up. I mean, hell, Jack Daniels put out... (laughs) an American single malt finished in uh, some wine casks. This is Taconic single malt whiskey. It's 100% New York grains. We've talked about this before. It's aged a minimum of three years. It's 86 proof. So those American single malts or any single malt is most likely there are cast strength single malts, but a lot of times it's in the 80s. What do you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? I'm real hit or miss on the American single malts. Obviously, I'm not too big on stuff from across the pond and Depending on the flavor variety for things over here, some things I love, some I don't. With that being said, I thought this was very crisp. I mean, that that was really the, the wording that came to mind. And here's my analogy. It has nothing to do with booze, but as far as like defining the crispness, I felt like of the flavors, it would be like if you were dipping a hot wing and you thought you were getting ranch, but you went in the blue cheese. That I mean, I like blue cheese more, so... But you know how one's creamy, smoother, easier, like the masses love it. Blue cheese is very staunch. Like that's more of a love or hate, right? I don't know. I love blue cheese. That's you. I'm saying public perception. I don't I, I don't know what public perception of ranch versus blue never cheese eat, is. No, uh, never eaten wings, a table full of people? what they order more, ranch or blue cheese? Jesus, man. I just worry about me. And or how many wings are left at the table. Hey, <laughs> Can y'all pass that basket over or down yonder? I mean, especially when we go to Broadway Brewhouse, I want all the Chipotle barbecue wings myself. We released that episode from Blue Note recently, and I just remember, I mean, we even called it out in the episode. Like, you and I, before we even ordered, like, before we even started doing the podcast, you and I both took down an order of wings, and then we did the podcast, and then we ordered another order of wings after. Pretty sure I stole some. My, as well from either uh, PJ probably. Um, oh, 100% PJ. And I love the episode, by the way, in the title. I said like Logan Welk from Blue Note and then in parentheses and PJ too. The other, actually, the other tasting I got out of this a lot. I see how you, uh, you, you take this one. I thought it tasted like really good roasted black coffee to me. And you know, I don't drink coffee very often, but if I do, I drink it black. And I, I like it with a, a very, again, crisp, firm flavor. And this really... That's where I thought it was. Like, I'm not saying I would have this for breakfast on a weekday, but on a weekend, 
this has got to go good. Yeah, 100%. And the thing that I, I think about this one, the nose is just incredible. Like the nose is so rich. And, you know, for those of you that have had a, a single malt, whether it's scotch or whether or not it's an American single malt, like you kind of know the profile, right? Like depending on, and, and the American single malts, they're really not like the Isla scotches that are more peaty and band-aidy and acetone. You know, this just has a really rich nose and there's a whole lot of fruit on it. And I think that's the thing. It's like this whole thing for me, yeah, I get your coffee thing and all that other stuff, but it's like, it's very sweet. There's fruit, there's chocolate, there's, you know, like almost like a pastry. Like there's just some really good stuff on this that is is very sweet. And you're right that it's crisp, but I, I would almost kind of like argue crisp isn't necessarily the right word. It's very precise. Like it's very, like the notes are very clear and it's not one of those ones where like i don't want to say it's not complex but like it's very in your face and simple like you know okay this is sweet and fruity a little bit of coffee a little bit of chocolate you're welcome you know like it's just very to the point it's not going to make you sit there and question it for a long time like oh i feel like this is moving or i feel like i'm getting like all these different notes it's like it is what it is it's very good for an american single malt and it's just enjoyable like there's not parts of this that if you enjoy an american single malt at 52 bucks for this is a very good american single malt it's priced right and it's enjoyable no i can get behind everything you said i say i agree crisp wasn't the best word it's what came to mind but it again was in the same vein of what you had of very specific flavors again maybe not the most complex thing i'm behind that 110 percent. but what it does it does to the max like what what else do you need you know like identify yourself and then do the best you can and i think this embodies it 110 percent. it's kind of like the conversation i have with people about an iphone versus an android and like an android can do more but an iphone what it does it does simple things very 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 well and it's easy for the user to understand how to use an iphone where like i think the vast majority of people kind of get like i don't know threatened by an android i feel like this is the iphone of american single malts like <laughs> What it does, it doesn't do a whole lot, but what it does, it does very, very, very well. Well, and not to segue like too far off the course, but you know, I was up there a few months ago with Jeff Marsh from you know the ROC Elite Picking Group. We went up. Uh, we did pick a barrel of straight bourbon whiskey. Also picked a barrel of the double maple. Which, if you haven't had that, we're not reviewing it on this show, but we have at some point. I think I'll leave that up to a uh, producer John over there. But it's damn good. If you see it, just buy one especially if it's cash drink, just, just buy it and drink it. That's all I'm going to say. But at any rate, so we're shooting the shit with Paul about, uh, you know, the single malt. And you never know how people that do a single malt, where they are as far as, you know, in terms of scotch. Because like me, I, I like a fair amount of single malts, but you put a scotch in front of me, you know, I'm not probably going to talk to you too much. <laughs> all the same way. Like, I hate scotch. And that's leaving out a few uh, choice words, probably. <laughs> But he obviously wanted to make this, enjoyed it, loved it. And I, I think that's a, a fun part of the business and a, a strong testament to see where folks are, you know, on paper, maybe assume, well, they used to put out bourbon and rye. Now they're doing single malt. They must really like scotch or, you know, something like that, you know, at their core. And he's like, no, I just want to try something different and offer up another skew that I thought people would enjoy and make it the way I want it to be made and the way I like it to taste. Heck yeah. You know, what's better than that? Just. You know, I'm with you. 
Well, Paul, thank you for putting this out. Thank you for putting out both of these. Uh, you can find them online if you go to NewYorkCraftSpirits.com. I know they have some pretty good distribution anyway, so go ahead and check out Taconic. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? They can find us in good old Nashville, Tennessee. They can find the collab picks that Marsh and I did through ROC Elite coming out, I think, Q2 or I think Q3. Cheers. Ciao. 